Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Can Justin Fields be an MVP candidate next season? One ESPN analyst seems to think so. We're also going to talk about the Bears rookie class being the most impactful overall rookie class in this upcoming year. Is Darnell Mooney put on notice with the development of Tyler Scott? We're going to talk about all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. Right off the top, if you want to follow me, uh, you can do so at CEO Hayes, that's C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So first, right off the top, Dan Orlovsky uh, says that Justin Fields could be in the MVP consideration and conversation this upcoming season. And when you look at the fact that Justin Fields had the Chicago Bears really in some games that we had no business being in, just by the fact of him being a dynamic runner, what he was able to do with making plays and really kind of saving the Chicago Bears in a lot of situations. When you also look and now the improvement that Justin Fields uh, is going to have as far as weapons, as far as on that offensive line as well, the thought and concept between Justin Fields being that MVP uh, conversation isn't necessarily as surprising as what you may think. The biggest thing is, though, is that the Bears have to win to be able to do that. And my personal thought on it is that while I do expect the Bears to win way more games than the three that they won last season, I don't know if the Bears are going to win enough games to have Justin Fields in that MVP conversation. Again, I would hope so. That's not to say that I don't want that to happen, and I don't think, but when you look at how much how much we're going to be relying on rookies and second-year's players, uh, in this upcoming season, and also the the unknown development of Justin Fields as a passer, I really do think that yeah, there's a there's a there's a chance of that happening, but th- it's really hard right now to predict how many wins or how the Bears are going to fare without really seeing how this team is going to come together, seeing how the rookies learn, especially on the second half of the season. Right, you would expect uh, with how many rookies we're probably going to have in that starting lineup, and you know even some players that have now changed position for the Chicago Bears. There may be adjustment period for that team. And, you know, depending on how they perform during that adjustment period um, is really going to tell how many wins the Bears can have overall. I mean, if I'm just looking at it, I would say that the Bears have to have at least 10 to 11 wins to get Justin Fields in that MVP conversation. And that's a huge leap for a team that just won three games last season to get into. But, I mean, when you look at the fact that the Bears lost, I think, three, four, maybe even five games by one score or less, when you look at how better and how improved our offensive line and offense in totality is going to be as well, 
it, there's enough conversation to say that, hey, maybe the Bears can get to that win total. And if Justin Fields performs at the way and level that we think that he can and that we've seen them to be able to do, um, you know, the sky's the limit really for that. And when it comes down to it, another ESPN analyst as well and Jerry Fowler, uh, you know, talked about how there is some skepticism around the NFL around how Justin Fields is going to develop as a passer. Uh, the direct quote is this. There is still some skepticism that exists among some team officials around the league that I've spoken to about his ability to get it done as a pocket passer. Can he can he be that precision guy that you need from the pocket? Those questions are going are not going away until he proves otherwise, but the Bears believe he is on the right track and they believe the upgrades along with the offensive line will help him along in a big way. And that's really what it comes down to when you're looking at it. Uh, just trying to judge the the, the progression of not only Justin Fields, but the team as a whole, right, is how well does Justin Fields adjust? And I talked about it on yesterday's episode. How well does he adjust to uh, being a passer, right? How, how, how does he step up as a passer? How does he utilize those weapons better? How does he pick apart defenses, right? And then also, how does he still use, find a way to use his legs in conjunction with that to complement a passing game, right? That's how we're going to see uh, Justin Fields and how we're going to need to see him develop to really get into that level where we're talking about him maybe being in the MVP conversation. But more so than that, you know, I know this is, a, you know, it's some things to to generate headlines and, and to get buzz and things like that is why you see these uh, these writers and analysts take these hard stances. But I think before we really worry about if Justin Fields is going to be in the MVP conversation, we need to worry about us getting in the winning conversation. Can the team be in the conversation for, for making the playoffs, right? And, and, you know, whether it be as a wild card this first year or not, that's the conversations we need to be in. The, 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 the single-player accolades and things like that, that could come. Let that come, but let us get be a winning team for that to come. And I think that's going to be the mindset. I wouldn't even think and expect Justin Fields to be one of those players that's necessarily worried about if he can be in the MVP conversation. I, this whole team wants to win, and that is the the – feeling and vibe that you get from this team winning is the most important thing for this team and they need to put those wins on the board it's all going to be told on the field but I definitely think uh that that's what the focus needs to be on more so than can Justin Fields get in the MVP conversation or anything like that can the Bears win some goddamn football games that's what it needs to come down to that's my thoughts you guys can let me know what you guys think down below on that but you know as we're talking about ESPN analysts and things like that uh ESPN uh, really, right now, Matt Bowen uh, wrote this as far as the Bears and their rookie class. He says this, the Bears added depth and talent at premium positions with a couple of potential day three steals. Darnell Wright is your day one starter at right tackle. Both Javon Dexter and Zach Pickens have the traits to create interior disruption on the defensive front. And corner Tyreek Stevenson brings a physical play demeanor to the secondary, plus running back Roshan Johnson and wide receiver Tyler Scott could factor into the offensive game plan as rookies. And they are really picking the Chicago Bears uh, rookie class to have the biggest impact overall as a class. Are you going to have rookies that, that single-handedly impact the game more than some single rookies on the Bears roster? Absolutely. But when you look at the totality of the Chicago Bears draft class, and that is what is special about Ryan, what Ryan Poles did in this draft is that he went out and got a, a lot of players that project to not only fill holes that we have, but play key positions and key roles for us and possibly be starters on day one. So I love the, the concept of the Bears having the most overall impactful rookie class. I think that it's telling to how well Ryan Poles draft and how uh, in high regard uh, the rookie class that the Chicago Bears have is held amongst in, in NFL analysts and NFL teams as a whole. 
I think we're going to have a damn good rookie class, and I think that that rookie class as a whole is going to impact the Bears winning and being a better overall team, and that's what you want from your rookie class, right? Yeah, everything isn't going to be perfect. It's not going to be all sunshine and rainbows. There are going to be learning pains. There are going to be some growth issues. There are going to be some times where some of these rookies get picked on in different uh, things and scenarios. It is what it is. And by picked on, I mean the other team, not not hazing. The other team, hazing, haze, hazing. Anyway, but I mean by that, the other team uh, really kind of zeroing in on those rookies and trying to target those rookies. So um, how they develop and how they grow over that time is going to be telling. It's not going to be as smooth initially at least that's not what I expect if the Bears can come in and their rookies fit in seamlessly that would be amazing but that's not usually the trajectory and path that rookies take they're going to have growing pains but it's called growing pains for a reason those pains say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials to participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. need to help facilitate growth and learn from those mistakes. We saw that with Kyler Gordon last season. Kyler Gordon started off the season not being very solid, but by the end of the season, he was a very solid producer for the Chicago Bears, and he really learned from those early season mistakes. Same thing with Braxton Jones as well. We, we need to continue to see that from this rookie core and how quickly they adapt to those growing pains, how quickly they learn on the job. Because like I said, a lot of these players are also going to be starting for the Chicago Bears. As they grow across that time, it's really going to be tell, that's what's going to dictate and tell just how impactful this rookie class can be. But, you know, all the names that I just listed, Darnell Wright is going to have an immediate impact because he's immediately going to be out there. Javon Dexter, Zach Pickens, one, if not two of those guys are both going to be starting, but they're both going to be playing a lot of snaps next season for the Chicago Bears and have a, a chance to really impact that interior defensive line. We've talked about it. I know uh, we didn't see this team go out and get the edges that we necessarily thought that we would get, at least not yet. There are also some free agent edges that we can still take a look at, but the interior, the three-tech is highly important in Matt Eberflus's system. And so we got two guys that are both using as three techs and one text. And if they adapt to that early on, we can see them play big dividends for the Chicago Bears early on. And then Tyreek, Tyreek Stevenson is the one, and I don't know if that it's just me believing the hype, but I see this guy's coming in and making an impact right away. I'm going to compare the impact that I, that I kind of think and that we're going to get from him is from Ju the same one that we got from Jaquan Brisker. Jaquan Brisker came in and he was consistent, the, a playmaker from day one, whereas Kyler Gordon had to, had to take his bumps and bruises. Not to say that Jaquan didn't have some as well, but I think that Tyreek Stevenson is going to come in and really just kind of show that that curve may not be as big as what some people are thinking and really coming in and perform well for the Chicago Bears overall very early on. Same thing with with, uh, with Roshan Johnson. He, he, he may not get the snaps initially, but I think the Bears are going to be motivated to really find ways to incorporate him 
early on into into the getting snaps where they like I said you use him lining him up at fullback some uh you get him snaps at running back or god forbid if he does come into training camp and pass up somebody unexpectedly on the depth chart but we have those players that are going to make an impact but the x factor could be Tyler Scott right when you look at how they're moving him to the slot right uh how he he typically played outside but they're moving him he's primarily going to play probably in the slot that's what's projected there he has the chance to be an X factor on that field if he performs well and can hold on to that ball. That breakaway speed um, has definitely a chance for that, and that has really brought about kind of getting into our next topic. There are some questions that are being asked around uh, Bears uh, pundits and, and people who talk about the Bears is that has the it dra- did drafting Tyler Scott kind of maybe signify that Darnell Mooney is on notice to perform this season now. Some people have also compared Tyler Scott to Chase Claypool in the way that he was used in the offense in college. But really, when you look at it, his physical makeup is, is almost identical to Darnell Mooney. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Darnell Mooney has been a bear for a long time. But I do think that, in, especially heading into a contract year, and a year in which Darnell Mooney did not have the impact that we thought he was going to have coming into last season. Now, there are reasons for that, right? I want to be clear. It's not like he just came in and into the perfect situation and he stuck up the joint. He also got injured, um, but we didn't really have an offense into which we passed a lot. But I do think that all eyes, I'm not willing to say that like uh, Darnell Mooney, is, it needs to watch out or anything like that. But I will say this as far as like a decision probably is going to be made on, on Chase Claypool or Darnell Mooney this season unless both fall into those roles and perform extremely well. And because of that, I do think that bringing in Tyler Scott, if he develops well, if he performs well in the chances and opportunities that he gets, it could force the Bears to make a difficult decision between Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney, and having Tyler Scott now there as well. But it really comes down to does Tyler Scott perform in the opportunities that he's given, right? And how many of those opportunities is he given? We saw Valius Jones uh, last year just really not perform well, right? And I think he's still going to get an opportunity as well. They're going to take a look, and he's going to get a chance to see if he has grown some since last season. But I do think that there is enough there to say, hey, if Tyler Scott develops in a way that that kind of jumpstarts him being a big part or even a factor into the Bears' offense, you could have to look at some things uh, as far as Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool because you have to make a decision. And so, you know, Darnell Mooney uh, right now, uh, you know, I mean, sorry, Tyler Scott spent 97% of his snaps, as we talked yesterday, in college on the outside, but they are really looking to move Tyler Scott into the slot. And if he adapts to that adjustment well and he performs there, considering that Mooney right now is, is last season, two-thirds of his time was outside of the slot, but he did play a lot in the slot as well. If he's a more natural fit for that slot and Chase Claypool performs also, you know, it, it, and again, th- these are way too early questions uh, because we haven't even got to training camp and it's a rookie that we're having this conversation about. But, you know, as much as we talk about Roshan Johnson possibly taking over uh, or eventually becoming that running back one, you never know. You just you just never know. You never know how these players are going to perform. They were drafted for a reason. And I think if they get what out of them what they expected, um, you just n- never really know. And Tyler Scott could be very well uh, one of the reasons why you know, maybe one of our wide receivers isn't retained and doesn't get the money with the Bears that maybe they're expecting. Now, before we go today, we also want to talk about the fact that uh, the international schedule has basically all but been, uh, it hasn't been officially announced, but we kind of know uh, now what to expect with that. So it looks like the international schedule, uh, as projected, this one uh, was was tweeted by Adam Schefter, uh, who, uh, you know, take what you will from that. Uh, week four, the Falcons and the Jaguars will play in L- London. 
week five, the Jaguars and Bill and Bills will play overseas in Tottenham. Uh, also in week six, the Ravens and the Titans also in Tot- Tottenham. And then you have the Dolphins and the Chiefs that will play in Frankfurt in week nine. And the Colts and the Patriots week 10 also in Frankfurt. So seemingly the Bears will not be playing overseas in Germany. So, uh, you know, there's been a lot of speculation back and forth on if the Bears were going to get that game over in Germany. Seems like it may not. Now, the next question after that is, will the Bears be on hard knocks? We know that there are some rumors and some conversations with that. The NFL could potentially force them to be part of hard knocks. Last that we heard is that the um, the, the Bears' ownership did not was not very uh, uh, high on that. The McCaskies don't want to let those TV crews into their team, but the NFL could very well force them to be. So, you know, that's the ne- kind of the next question to look. But as the Bears' schedule gets ready to be released tomorrow, we're going to be live for that schedule release. I can't wait to see who the Bears are playing and how that schedule shakes out. But that's it for, for me for today. That's the daily episode. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bear Central. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearscentral.gmail.com. And then lastly, our mailbag episodes are Fridays and Saturdays. So if you want to get in any thoughts, concerns, anything like that, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 